cool. It's a Saturday morning rewatch where we rewatch old cartoons. That was extra. Hi, Jazz. Hi, Kelly. <laughs> All right. So this week, it's going to be a little different. We watched Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> and we are laughing because it is not as good as we remember. <laughs> no, I think it's actually genuinely worse than I remember, but we'll get to that. Um, oh yeah so is the official title captain planet and the planeteers because i feel like it looked like it kind of switched between the two it seems like the official title is captain planet and the planeteers and then like the second set of episodes is the new adventures yeah okay so i guess to do the rundown in case Somehow you managed to avoid watching Captain Planet as a child. Captain Planet is a cartoon about five special young people who are chosen by Gaia, who is the Mother Earth, uh, also Whoopi Goldberg. Which I love. <laughs> yeah. Legitimately the best part of the show. To help save the planet from environmental destruction and pollution. Each planeteer has a magic ring with an elemental power, like fire and water and heart we're gonna talk about that oh man heart yeah heart. so literally everything you think of plus heart, plus heart. sorry yeah, no it's true though <laughs> that one always confused us when the powers are all combined like voltron they summon captain planet who is an environmentalist superhero who destroys the corporate polluters and all of the villains are greedy corporate polluters yep whose yep, names yep, yep. are ridiculous <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Literally all of them are essentially named Pollution Polluter Man. Yeah, like- <laughs> yeah. no, like, there's Loot and Plunder. There's Huggish Greedly, who's, like, part pig. Which makes no sense, <laughs> but again, we'll get there. <laughs> Dr. Blight, the feminist icon that she is. Oh, God. Uh, there's the Rat Man, whose name is, like, verminous scum or something like why yeah, would that even yeah. be your name i don't know like what it's literally like <laughs> you had a kid and you looked at it and said evil failure yeah. like that's your name is evil failure <laughs> i don't there's a lot of stuff going on that does not make sense no the initial three seasons ran from 1990 to 1992 and then the, the new adventures ran from 93 to 96 for a total of 113 episodes. It is apparently still running on TV and syndication, which doesn't surprise me because it was on all the time. I watched it mm. so much. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. It was on a lot, but... Like, retrospectively, I don't really know why I loved it, except that there were animals and, like, powers... <laughs> I think this is a good point to, like, jump in on it because the idea of, like, as a kid of, like, I'm going to protect the Earth and the environment and I got chosen to have special powers by the Earth herself. Yay. That sounds cool. And, like, (laughs) so much of their adventures are about animals and are about, like, being kind to nature. And as a kid, that's a thing that you're just kind of, like, blanketly told. Like, you go to nature centers or you have, like, you know, someone come to your school to be like, here's a snake or a bird. Or you just watch <laughs> Planet Earth, the miniseries before. Or, you know, you know, you watch nature documentaries. Yes. So as a kid, it's, like, a super simple concept to get into. That's true. And I think that the show is really dedicated to making young people feel empowered. Yes. They spend a lot of time being like, here's what you can do to save Earth. Yeah. Which is complete propaganda. It's so bad. <laughs> it's 
so bad. <laughs> they do a lot of stuff where, like, every time Captain Planet literally says, the power is yours. It's just, I mean, as a kid, I get it. As an adult, what the fuck is this garbage? <laughs> You're the like, planet what tears. You can be one fuck. too. Saving our planet is the thing it to is do. The thing to do. In Looting and polluting <laughs> is not the way. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's stuck in there. It'll never come it out. <laughs> and you get t-shirts when you join this club, apparently, because they all got t-shirts. There probably oh. really were t-shirts. I, I don't think I ever had one, but... I never had one, but I remember idly being like, I could have a ring. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think between oh, and we did talk about like with the turtles, how like everybody's color coded. Yeah, you know, like it's another like color coded diverse team. Like there's two women. There are like mostly people of color on the team, which is yeah, like a low surprisingly. key. Surprisingly, like, oh, okay, that's cool. They wanted someone from all the continents. This show is the most hippie shit. <laughs> It really is, but it's so bad. Like, (laughs) as an adult with an understanding of what can actually help the environment, this show lies to you. Does lie to you. Oh, my God. I'm glad you said that because I was like, this really puts the, like, blame on the victim here. The individual is not the one with the power to stop some of these things. No. Even in the show where they have moments where it's very clear watching this as an adult that capitalism is the true villain. (laughs) (laughs) Because literally every villain, every time you see them start their plot, they go, "Mm, I'm going to pollute a thing and it's going to make me money and it's going to be great. I'm going to make so much money. (laughs) Every time it's like, oh, I'm going to dig for oil and then my reserves and my bank account will be full. They're like, (laughs) oh, I'm going to kill elephants, which will totally give me money for the ivory trade. Yeah. Yes. Literally, <laughs> capitalism is the enemy, but in no way do they address that. <laughs> it's weird because they're just, like, tied together in a really oversimplistic way where you're just like... Yes! I don't think this is how it works. No! And also, I feel like giving this false idea really probably doesn't help people in the long run. No! I feel like once you're like, oh, actually, it doesn't work like that, it kind of undermines the entire environmental message. (laughs) The whole fucking premise. Because they do that G.I. Joe thing at the end where Uh they're like, if you like this episode about saving our water friends, make sure to take less showers and don't have high flush toilets. And it's like, bitch, manufacturing processes use the most water in the world (laughs) like what the fuck my shower is not even gonna make a dent in that real actual problem (laughs) yeah (laughs) there was one that was like especially bad oh it was the acid rain episode i think oh i was like nothing that i do is gonna stop acid rain (laughs) from happening okay yes and that's the other thing is eat the episodes for the show will take on things that you like despite what captain planet says literally have no control over <laughs> none like I know. I they was have like, industrial I can't fishing stop people from burning coal also we right. don't burn coal because we like ass and rain <laughs> like this is kind of a false equivalency i'm not in favor of coal as an energy source but i'm just saying maybe we're not just doing it for fun <laughs> Right? Like, that's not how this works. And the rare bits of nuance are so terrible. There's an episode about elephants where one of the henchmen actually says to the bad guy, because the henchman, he like crashes this like hovercraft or whatever, which also we'll get to. 
So the henchman crashes a hovercraft because Captain Planet messes with him. And the big evil guy goes, well, that's going to come out of your salary. And the henchman goes, how will I feed my family? And the bad guy goes, badly. (laughs) I know. And then the scene is over. (laughs) Very unsuccessfully. And I was like, damn, dude. Whoa. (laughs) It's like shit just got super real for a split second. But as a child, you're just like. Oh, he's bad. He's bad. And as an adult, you're like, this is way realer for like two seconds than anything else happening. (laughs) That was such a weird episode. Okay, but can you actually tell me an episode that wasn't weird? Because they're all weird. They're all weird. Okay, person listening to this, I just need you to know, don't watch this because it's absolutely the worst fucking trip in the world. I feel like you can only watch it as a child and that's it. And I'm not even sure that you should. No, as an adult, it's terrible. They had an episode about population control. What? They had an episode about population control in which they used, as you said, a fever dream in which Wheeler, the fire guy, goes to mice land where there's a bunch of sentient mutant mice. Upstanding mice who have developed society and cities, BT dubs. Yeah. And then it goes a little like Gulliver's Travel and they capture the giant human, try to enslave them because they need more resources because they used up everything they had and there's no population control. And then like the only thing that that episode tells you to do is have fewer babies. Which what? It doesn't tell you anything else. (laughs) It's just like, stop having so many babies. In a children's show, you're saying... Hey, when you're old and you're thinking about it, have fewer babies. Have fewer babies. What? Also, you did a very good gloss over that, but like, <laughs> the mice want to eat him. Yeah. They literally talk about how much food he would be. And to be fair, for them, it would be a lot of food. Yes, this is totally realistic, but also, this is a show for children. <laughs> Like, how do we not all have nightmares about this shit? (laughs) I have to say that the mice were pretty weird and scary, and I was a little bit like, this is some uncanny valley something, I don't know. It's not making me feel comfortable. Exactly. Like, what is happening? And up to that (laughs) point, the season one episode, and like, the ones I had watched prior to that were not that weird. That one was Mm -hmm. like, distinctly more weird than the other episodes. (laughs) I mean, maybe to be fair, like the longer you go along, the more reasonable the episodes go. But I have a distinct memory and I did not go hunting for this episode. But I remember there was an episode where the Planeteers talked about their backgrounds Mm -hmm. and each one of them had an absolutely tragic history. Like Lenka, the girl with wind, raised canaries that the miners used in the Oh my God, I remember that. Jesus. And like Kwame, the, the earth kid, lived in a village that was dying because the earth had been deforested so his village couldn't like plant stuff and wheeler the kid that you think would be fine because he's fire and he's from america was a street kid yeah from brooklyn yeah i mean well because of course from brooklyn (laughs) despite his accent being a little bit not brooklyn his accent is oh my god the accent (laughs) was like so his accent is terrible and everyone's accent is terrible and like what (laughs) the fuck What the actual motherfuck is going on in this show? And like, Captain Planet has terrible puns. I love terrible puns. Captain Planet's puns are too bad for me, guys. That's just like... I just... They're so bad. Yeah. The line that I wrote down was not a Captain Planet line. It was a Dr. Blight line, but it's... Yes. I'll hide out here. He'll take this fake rock for granite. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's so, so bad. bad 
bad is like unforgivably bad. You're just, it's, uh, there's no excuse for this. No, I literally have um, in my notes on just the third episode, Captain Planet seems like not a last resort. They basically call him all the time. So many puns. What the fuck? <laughs> like, those are literally all the notes that I clearly took one right after the other. Yeah, I think that even as a child, like, toward the end of when I was watching Captain Planet, we were really annoyed that none of the characters seemed to, like, fully appreciate their powers. Yes! You know, like... Yes! Even Mati, who is Hart, is freaking telepathic! Right! (laughs) Which I forgot, I forgot, because as an adult, I'm like, Hart's a stupid fucking power, but, like, when you go back, you're like, no, actually, he can talk to animals, which... Every kid's dreams, you know? And he is telepathic between all of the team, Mother Earth herself and Captain Play. Like, what? What? He's an emotional telephone? It only seems like a stupid power because he never uses it. Ever! And they get trapped in the dumbest stuff all the time. They got stuck in a cave. I was like, you're in a- you're in a cave. It's made of earth. All you have to do is, like, move You could tunnel it. through it. Yeah. They, That's like, it. never use the earth power to tunnel. And oh I'm like, this seems God. really obvious. I'm not sure why this isn't happening. They're just like, <laughs> no, we, we have to call Captain Planet. And you're like, I feel like there are, like, in the Elephant episode, you said when they call Captain Planet to knock the hovercraft out of the air. I'm like, you have yes! wind power. You literally you don't have need wind Captain power. Planet. Like, what are you doing? It's the same way. And they have an ocean episode where, like, there are these giant nets. Yeah. And I'm like, you have water powers and you're in the ocean. Why did you just get captured? You're just like throw some water at people like that's all you do with your water power like, like what are you doing do you not understand the power you <laughs> oh my god like you literally have elemental spirits on your oh, fingers no. and you guys are like oh i'm gonna put out the tiniest fire and i'm like wait no i'm gonna light a candle <laughs> It just, I mean, okay, watch Avatar The Last Airbender and then use your powers, you guys. Yes! That would have really helped them out. (laughs) But then also, none of them have any physical prowess of any kind. But yet, Laika and Gi somehow know how to drive everything. Yeah. Like, they do helicopters, they do boats, (laughs) they have hovercraft, which also, why does everyone have hovercraft and islands? Every bad guy has an island, and all of them are in hovercrafts, like, literally half the time. And I'm just, I'm so, there's so many questions. It's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but worse (laughs) with the vehicle. (laughs) Yeah, like, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you just kind of take it for granted that a lot of things that are happening are not realistic because you started with Mutant Turtles. Yeah. But in this show... There's not really any reason for there to be hovercraft or, like, any of the other bizarre technology that the villains have. You're just like, I know that we have magic rings, but, like, the rest of this is supposed to be a realistic portrayal of environmental problems in the world. So what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Can I have a hovercraft? Is there just, like, a package of technology you get if you're a 90s cartoon? I think so. That's literally the only explanation at this point. And honestly, if my memory serves, literally every show did something better with it. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know why you would use a hovercraft to chase an elephant, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, as unrealistic as it sounds, at least the Ninja Turtles truck shot pizza. That was on brand. <laughs> like, 
The Earth hovercraft is bright yellow and crashes almost constantly. Like, just all of the time. Maybe it's because they can't actually pilot it. No, they really can't. But even the idea, they're like flying over a city. And for effect, they start coughing because of the smog. And I'm like, (laughs) you're fucking hovercraft doesn't have air filters of any kind what was it the population bomb episode where like a piece of a building falls off at the beginning for like no reason yes and they summon captain planet to put it back and it's like they're just like flying by nobody touches anything nothing's exploding no No, one's fighting happens a square of a skyscraper just falls off the building. As if there aren't fucking building codes. And the lesson there is, oh man, if people keep expanding so fast, we're going to build things that aren't safe. Which I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> like, again, the power is not yours. Building codes, manufacturing, <laughs> land. Like, like, just there's so many other people involved. Yeah, skyscrapers don't just lose, like, squares out of the wall. It wasn't, like, a piece on the top. Like, it's just some gargoyles. <laughs> yeah. Not like that. No. It just literally falls off the middle of the building. Like, somebody kicked it out and went, whoop. Yeah, I was like, why and did Captain that happen? Planet got and they are just like, people are expanding too fast. And I was like, illogical conclusion does not make any sense. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, it's just, it's really bad. And, like, they call Captain Planet at least, like, three times an episode yeah. and it's like, like guys this is a 20 minute episode what, you, what the what fuck doing? did you even try how is the power yours literally all you do is just call every episode is the same mother earth or someone sees on a high-tech monitor somehow that somewhere the earth is in danger they then go there and they call captain planet to deal with the henchmen and then they either find someone in distress or become in distress themselves usually the latter <laughs> yeah and then they call captain planet to help them and then they escape and then they get to the bad guy of choice of that episode and do you know what they do then guys they call captain planet (laughs) and just as a side note captain planet (laughs) is always like we'll give them to the proper authorities and i'm just every time why does captain planet why is he so committed to like the court of law i feel like captain planet doesn't know shit about social justice No, i was like i don't think he knows how this works he's gonna give like this billionaire corporate guy to some african country's legal system like i don't right think he knows how it works <laughs> no not at all and this is another reason this breaks down as an adult because as a kid you're like oh yeah captain planet is a good guy he's gonna take them to the police sure sure but again, as an adult, you're like, nope. Mm-mm. How do you think he got there? No, right? <laughs> yeah, everybody already knows that he's doing this. They're just cool with it. <laughs> yeah, I like. I want someone to rewrite this show, but to add an extra 15 minutes where at the end of each episode they realize oh, capitalism is oh, the no. true evil, <laughs> and they like kill a lobbyist. <laughs> lobbyist. <laughs> like, or like they go to Congress and try to get a bill passed. You know, or like they go to a nation and they're like, can you do better? And a dictator kicks them out or like, it's just so absurd in the worst possible ways. It really is. And I think like you were saying, ultimately, that kind of ends up undermining the message. (laughs) Completely. Absolutely. So I have a particular point, too, that I was thinking about because I just listened to our previous episodes, Samurai Jack, and about all the things that we love about it and about how much depth is there. This show is exactly the opposite. (laughs) 
There is no depth. It is not thought out. There's nothing extra there. And what is there is kind of garbage. And like... (laughs) I do have a note that says specifically, nothing in this show is remotely subtle. Yeah. Oh my god, everything is just so over the top. And it's also clearly like orchestrated, where we just talked about where it is a multicultural team. Every hero is color-coded. Gaia, the Mother Earth, she's got a very distinct and distinguished gray streak and can do nothing. Yeah, she just kind of lays But she can send these kids out. Makes other people do work for her. And like Captain Planet is an amalgam of every non-human ever. Uh, yeah. He's, he's interesting. I'm just like, okay, yo, if Mother Earth is a real person with a real place, which BT-dubs, the planeteers live on a secret island. They're like teenagers who got kidnapped. I don't (laughs) Really? They got taken? Do their families know where they are right now? Well, at least we know Wheeler doesn't have a family. They took a bunch of orphan kids. (laughs) Which is, again, another one of those thoughts of like, this show is not thought out well. What the hell? Who feeds them? They just Where do their clothes? Earth. Come on, Kelly. Are they all vegetarians now? Obviously. <laughs> Except Wheeler, because he likes to do the wrong thing so that we have a lesson yeah. we can learn. Maybe that's why they were in the city in the first place, is because he just had to have a hot dog. <laughs> Jeez. Probably. But, like, literally everything about this show has no thought put into it. Because ultimately, if Captain Planet is the dude, why did Mother Earth not just summon him and be like, hey, school those fools? Yeah, like, why do you (laughs) need rings to summon Captain Planet? It's such a strange power device. How does this work? Why is this the way? There's nothing here that makes any sense. It's literally... You can't question it. It falls apart. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention, I remember as a kid that this was the show that I would leave on if there was nothing else Mm -hmm. on. And I was like, I still want to watch a cartoon. I don't feel like putting a movie on or whatever as an adult normally when we do a rewatch i actively try to watch more than like the standard episodes that we agree Mm -hmm. upon i do my best to do more homework and watch a lot and a lot of times i really enjoy it i fell asleep (laughs) watching captain planet not once not twice three times three separate times and it was like pulling teeth getting me to watch these episodes because as an adult i'm just like everything is wrong all of this is terrible no thank you (laughs) i had to sit there and be like you have to watch them all right now because i know you're not gonna do it again like (laughs) yeah (laughs) if you don't finish watching these episodes now you will never watch them (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just never gonna happen because this is one of those things where i'm like ugh. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> how how does it have six seasons how well, almost all the episodes are like format wise identical mm-hmm. i mean the only yeah. thing that changes is like what the environmental problem is everything else is almost the same Pretty i'm much. sure that like later they probably branch out because they have to but mostly <laughs> it's like exactly like you said yeah but with the lack of thought it means that branching out is terrible like the backstory for the kids because oh, you didn't God. think about what it means to essentially kidnap a bunch of orphans. Oh. So you made their backstories real tragic where it's like, oh, they like living on kidnapped orphan island because <laughs> they used to breed the birds that would go into a coal mine. That makes sense. No, what? Seriously. Yeah, the one extra episode that I did watch was from season two and it's an inside job. It's about water pollution, but they all literally get shrunk down into, like, microscopic size, and then Kwame accidentally drinks them, so they have to go inside his body and fight waterborne parasites. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let me just say, OG Magic School Bus did the shrinking episode the best. Yeah, no... 
I felt like they were trying to be like the magic school bus, except they're not nearly as cool. Oh my god, I would have rather watched all of Magic School Bus than like two more episodes of Cats and Planet. We should watch Magic School Bus sometime because that we is We should, like, let's channel. put that on the list immediately. <laughs> Julia would probably watch that with us. Yeah, she would. But no, this show is bad. So, yeah. so I did want to say there were two things in the very first episode that made me pretty happy. <laughs> Not Go because they it. were good. The first one I think you also noted is that Linka, who is from the Soviet Union, the only one yes. who's from a country and not a continent, she yes. calls Wheeler her sweet imperialist dog, which <laughs> is the best thing to call someone that I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Yes. She continuously refers to people as comrade and calls Wheeler Yank all, all the time, time and a capitalist which dog. Which is only fair because he calls her a Ruski all the time. And I was like, I don't think you can call people that. Like, I don't <laughs> think that's polite. <laughs> Society has moved forward. I was like, again. whoa, I know the wall just fell, but tone it down. Yeah, I was like, calm down. Just, just a teeny <laughs> tiny bit. Like, So that was fun. The second thing was that Hoggish Greedly is the villain in the first episode. And he is apparently prepared for a superhero to show up because as soon as Captain Planet arrives, he's like, well, as soon as the Planet Tears arrives, he's like, oh, I know what's going on here. We'll beat them. Don't worry about it. And then when Captain Planet shows up, he's like, oh, here's some toxic waste and then like throws it at him as though he has done this before. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, damn, dude, how many superheroes have you killed? Like, whoa, (laughs) does this happen to you a lot? clearly eco superheroes yeah, very specific <laughs> ones because he knew he knew to throw toxic waste on captain planet but the kids did not think to clean him off and let the sun get no, at that him that took them a minute they had to practice <laughs> yeah greedly was very prepared for that encounter which Noting that, what if there are more planeteers? Oh my what god. What if we think this is a kid show, but this is actually a dystopian show? Oh, this isn't <laughs> the Where first Gaia team. just keeps trying, <laughs> and this team just stuck, and there have been teams before oh, them. <laughs> there must have been. That's why there's rings. It's like a Green Lantern scenario. That would actually make the show so much more interesting, especially if you delved into the idea of, like, look. Captain Planet says the power is yours because it is, but it's also everyone's. And it takes everybody working together to truly defeat this stuff. Like, you're a stopgap. They would like that, probably. Except for the part where they die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be bad if they were like, wait, other kids died before. Yeah, like, like, what's the lifespan of a planeteer? Considering that I have to go into these places with toxic waste, like, all the time, what are my odds mm-hmm. here? One of the villains is literally radioactive. Oh my god. That doesn't surprise <laughs> me. I mean, the rat guy was, like, raised in a toxic waste dump or something, and I mm-hmm. was like, I really want to know what the toxic waste deal was in, like, the late 80s. Mm-hmm. Everybody seems to be like, oh, do you need a reason for something to happen? Toxic waste. It's everywhere, and it's always in those barrels that don't have lids. Mm-hmm. And it's just out, and it's, like, glowing green. Yeah. I do wonder, though, <laughs> and this is, like, probably too real, is this the era of Aaron Brockovich? One of the first, like, big environmental cases to say, like, hey, the thing that your business is doing is actually hurting people? And then that's, a like, a mass way to contextualize this? I think it must have been. Like, I don't know what the exact years are for the environmental stuff, but Ralph Nader was becoming a big deal and the Green Party was a thing. So people were definitely like, hey, maybe we should stop polluting. Yeah, and it makes sense as a show to like contextualize a lot of these things, especially 
to kids, if you're hearing a lot more about regulation or like smogs in cities is because it's kind of like what we're going through now where everybody's like, oh, let's cut the red tape. And it's like, no, a lot of those regulations <laughs> are around because businesses literally killed you yeah. all the Do time. Do you remember before the 70s? It was bad, guys. Yeah. And I think that part might be like why this show exists. But let me just say, the conversation that we are having right now is more interesting than this show ever fucking gets. <laughs> It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. And it's so clearly like a board of people sat down to make it. Yes. Ugh, it's gross. And based on what I read about it in its production, that seems to be accurate. Like Ted Turner and the environmentalist lady who ran TBS apparently were like, yeah, let's make a show for kids about environmentalism. I can tell (laughs) that's exactly what you did. It's not subtle at all. It's so bad. As a little kid, it's like, I love animals, and of course I want to plant a tree. It's fine. But, like, as an adult, it's like, what is this garbage? What is this garbage? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Oh, we should talk about the villains and the fact that they abuse their minions. Oh my gosh, yes. This is another one of those things that I think the world has moved on from because even when you go back to, say, Gargoyles, which we've watched, you have villains that yell at their henchmen. But in Captain Planet, the villains physically, mentally, and emotionally abuse their henchmen. It's like a level of abuse where I was like, I can't even say that that minion is like an evil person. Yeah. They've clearly been abused into the situation, and I don't think we should hold them responsible. (laughs) No, like the rat guy that works with the pig guy like he's always mousy and like sort of like oh no the planeteers oh no and the pig will like kick him and be like well get the hook yeah like you know what you're supposed to do and i'm like when you think about it greedley's minion will even be like oh what about these turtles i don't want to kill the turtles and he's like i don't care and you're like whoa (laughs) yeah it's like the guy all over again who was like no don't take the hovercraft out of my salary and he's like i don't give a fuck yeah you're like like These minions are definitely victims. <laughs> yeah, legitimate. Because at one point, like, I feel like another guy says something about, like, oh, no, what do we do now? And he's like, that's not what I pay you for. Like, go destroy something. And you're like, what? Yeah, it's... What are you, what are I think doing? this comes back to, like, capitalism being the true villain in this yeah. show. Because, I mean, like, the elephant episode is a good one where he's like, but I need to make money, so this is the only way I can make money. And you're like, mm-hmm. I see what you're doing here, but it's so unsubtle that it's painful. <laughs> yeah, and it's bad, and it makes you worry about non-existent characters. They also always kind of, like, make Wheeler the fall guy, and it gets back to the idea of, like, victim blaming, which I get in the way of, like, hey, Americans you need to be aware of your consumerism but like in the elephant episode they have wheeler at the very beginning be like oh i've got a crush on lenka i'm gonna get her an ivory necklace i'm sure she'll like that and it's like what oh no why would you do yeah. that and then he figures out throughout the episode that ivory comes from killing elephants and he's like oh no and his takeaway is that's terrible but now i don't know what present to give her oh no like what <laughs> He's like, everybody knows Africa is the best place to get cheap ivory. And I was like, why does everybody know that? I don't yeah. know that. Also, why don't you know that ivory comes from elephants? You're a street kid from Brooklyn and you know that you can get ivory in Africa, but not where, how, or why that's bad. But no, Wheeler is like almost always the guy who's like, now do what I want. And then he has to learn yeah. a lesson and you're like, okay, 
fine, yeah. I guess, but you think he would be slightly smarter. And I also get it, and again, it's that way of saying, like, pay attention, but in such a crazy, overt, catastrophic way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because I don't think as a kid I ever thought about getting anybody an ivory necklace or how many children I should have or was my cod ethically sourced. (laughs) I was just like, oh, I don't want fish for dinner. (laughs) Because that was at the end of the ocean when they tell you, like, make sure that you're getting your fish from nice grocery stores. And I'm like, the fuck? I don't think Whole Foods even existed when this show came out. I think the best that you could do back then was like having the little dolphin stamp on your tuna. Yeah. And that was about it. And I waited in to see if they like said anything about that, but they didn't. I was like, that would have been a really easy no. one to be like, is the dolphin stamp on your tuna? No? Go get better tuna, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the thing, so much of their advice is so bad. It's really not helpful. It's so bad. Yeah. Although in one of the episodes, they were like, write to your congressman. And I was like, whoa, okay. okay." Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to tell like a fucking six-year-old write to your congressman. I guess kids do sometimes. It was strange. Yeah. I think it was also weird that in the initial episode, they showed everyone in culturally appropriate clothing and then never again. Never again. (laughs) Kwame's got his necklace, I guess. Yes, he does have that, but I feel like it's just kind of there. But he was also like in the clothing that could be seen as something from an African tribe, which let's not even get into the idea that, like he said, like Lanka's the only one. We could think is the only one from a country. Everyone else, like even Wheeler's from North America. Yeah, they just say that from North America. It's which is apparently the only place with cities. Just FYI, in case you were wondering. (laughs) Right? No one else comes from cities, just Wheeler. Just Wheeler. Even when they show Linka at the beginning, she's like in a forest in Russia. Yeah. She's just standing around and like. Well, and when you say the words peasant dress, what you imagine is what she's in. Yeah. It's not great. And Mati doesn't get a shirt when he's native in South America. South America. He has literally like a loincloth. Yeah. I was like, was he from a native amazonian tribe is that right (laughs) or are you more than likely just being (laughs) low-key it was weird because they're obviously trying really hard not to be but they're not very good at it (laughs) it's literally the don't talk to me about racism i have a black kid on my show (laughs) gi is maybe my favorite because she's from asia and i was yes just all of it all of it (laughs) (laughs) a lot of people they're very careful to never say where she's from. I mean, obviously, like, East Asian, but we're being pretty vague about this. Yeah, completely vague. And it's like, it's another one of those things where as a kid, you're like, oh, okay, cool. But as an adult, you're like, um, those are all different nations and different people. And like, low-key, a lot of them hate each uh, other. Yeah. So like, they would not have the same experience. And you said she has a dolphin as a pet. That means she cannot be from a landlocked part of Asia. She's not from Mongolia. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That one's out. I suppose not Kazakhstan or any of those. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're just like, um, but also then, why does she have a dolphin as a pet? (laughs) She doesn't need a power to have a dolphin. She was already cool. Yeah. Which again, kid brain, great. I would love the idea of having a dolphin as a pet. Adult brain. Wait, you were probably already an eco-terrorist because we already know 
that like dolphins are on the way to sentience. So actually, I would believe that if Guy was an eco terrorist before becoming a planeteer, I believe that. Yeah, like did Gaia pluck her from you know the obscurity of like a whaling ship? Like what? She was definitely <laughs> taking out whaling ships alone before any of this happened. She's the only one that makes any sense. <laughs> Yeah, she actually is. And I actually liked the water episode where she sees something on the monitor and is like, we have to go right yeah. now. And everybody isn't around. It's just her and Kwame. And Kwame's like, maybe we should be chill. And she's like, nope, no chill. Mm-mm. Dolphin's in trouble. I'm going. <laughs> BT dubs. Kwame Gee is my OTP for this show. Oh. Because Wheeler Linka is clearly harassment. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't ship that at all. She low-key gives me lesbian vibes. Linka? Mm-hmm. I can kind of see that. Yeah. But yeah, I think that Gi and Kwame are probably, like, really cute and subtle about Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, like, temper each other. Exactly. Like, I think they're nice. I could buy that. That's how I felt about it. <laughs> I decided very quickly. I was like, nope, this is where I'm going. Again, this conversation is better than watching the show. <laughs> I would love to just talk about who to ship with whom and everything, and I love it. Like, yeah. <laughs> if we're going to go on to the shipping places, I feel like we should note that Captain Planet strikes me as incredibly gay. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh. He's like the gay uncle that you only realize is gay again as an adult where you're like, no, that was just Uncle Ralph and he really liked jewelry and his friend Pablo was around all the time. And they just lived together because they were friends. Oh, like. (laughs) He just wore those boots and gloves and underwear because of reasons. (laughs) (laughs) And was literally shiny all the time. I remember like my brother and I having a moment later in our childhoods where we were like wait a second is the blue white part like his skin yeah oh my god the fact that they never answer that makes me so upset because i think it is his face is the same color so he's wearing a crop top and boots and that's it there's really nothing else and underwear there's tidy white and I mean, you could drop Captain Planet in the middle of Pride, and I think the only thing that would happen is someone would be like, cut your hair. Because that's it. Yes. Yeah, no. So, like, retrospectively, you're like, whoa. <laughs> this attire is only acceptable in one context. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you should be, like, fighting crime dressed like that. I'm not sure that it's safe. I don't think so. I mean, he is an eco-superhero, but it's also, like, maybe if you wore full pants, toxic waste would knock you out. (laughs) Yes. But also the shiny texture. Okay, so if we establish that it is his skin, and Captain Planet is a superhero that is made from the power of the Mm -hmm. Earth, is he metal? I don't know. But he flies. He's shiny. Is it diamond? He looks kind of like a diamond. Yeah. Which... Honestly, if it were like, if you're gonna do like a live action and you made him diamond, that would be pretty amazing. That would be so good. And it would be one of the few things that makes sense because you could be like, oh, he's forged at the Earth's yeah. core. Great. There we go. Super hard substance <laughs> who's still only wearing a crop top, underwear, boots, and gloves. <laughs> but. <laughs> but I mean, if he's working a look. <laughs> That would make sense. I just want him to like accidentally walk into a gay bar and suddenly realize that he's very popular. <laughs> I think that would be amazing. Like the planeteers come to find him and they're like, we need our powers back. And he's like, um, can you guys wait a minute? I'm busy. 
I think I've made some new friends. <laughs> I didn't know people liked me so much. Yeah, he's like, I didn't realize. You guys want to talk about the environment some more? Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. See, now I also want a show of, like, Captain Planet being, like, a new gay in the city. Like, trying to be, like, let's be friends. You would be, like, the vegan guy, too. Yes. Someone introduces him to sandals instead of boots. Oh, man. Or he starts, like, a fashion movement for crop tops. He would. <laughs> this has a lot of potential. I hope that someone is listening and carries out our plans. God, I hope so, too. And again, still a better show than <laughs> so actual cats. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The only other note that I had is that Don Cheadle did a parody for Funny or Die. And mm-hmm. I watched it after I watched the episodes, and it made me feel a lot better. <laughs> I have not watched this, so you should both send it to me and put it in our okay. show notes. <laughs> it's much darker. <laughs> but I mean, one would assume. <laughs> one of my favorite things about it is that they keep the terrible puns, but they're, like, more awful <laughs> for the events of this. So you're just like, please stop doing that. <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. So, did you have any other notes? No, I don't want to just sit around and yell about how bad it was, but like, I mean, looking through my notes, it's a lot of exclamation point question mark blocks <laughs> and all caps about things I didn't like. And we touched on all of them. <laughs> yeah, it's there's very little redeeming about the show. Yeah. As an adult, it's nearly impossible to watch. I can't believe that my parents let me watch as much of it as I did. <laughs> I feel like so many of these shows our parents just didn't watch with us because I feel like so far everything that we've done up to this point, an adult would look at and be like, what? (laughs) It's true. Well, and I feel like my dad was like, this is dumb to a lot of shows that we watched, but some of those shows were really good. So we kind of just like dismissed his opinion out of hand because we're like, you don't know what you're Mm -hmm. talking about. Yeah, I think that's fair. Obviously, some of them are not as good as others. No, and I mean, that's also fair of, like, kids' media. Like, every piece of kids' media is not great. Every piece of kids' media is not perfectly well sought out. I mean, it's like cars. If you think about cars, even just ask one simple question about cars, it leads you down a rabbit hole of sudden terror (laughs) and, like, existential (laughs) dread for that franchise. (laughs) I've never watched cars. Don't. Let me just tell you, (laughs) It is very specifically made for young kids who like Hot Wheels. That makes sense. And that's kind of what it looked like. And I'm like, you know what? If something is entertaining for like a three-year-old, then great. But I don't have to like that thing. It's fine. It is the perfect plunk your kid in front of franchise. But like the minute you look even an iota into the idea of this, like why are cars fans of racing? (laughs) I mean, just that one (laughs) simple premise that's a fair start because <laughs> we watch racing as adults because things crash that's true but then you're like oh it's like the athleticism right but it's like no cars are made <gasps> they're not born and then you're like wait but in this world are they born but if they are who birthed them <laughs> but like the planes and the boats and everything in this world are sentient what do you need planes and boats for if the world is only cars <laughs> like this is what i mean like Every question you could ever ask about cars just leads you down an existential path. And Captain Planet is like that. (laughs) I think that's a fair statement. Yeah, because as soon as you start to question any aspect of the show, it's just a downward spiral. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just bad. And you're just like, oh, no. I mean, I tweeted at you. I was like, 
just past the intro song on the first episode and I was like, I have so many questions. <laughs> what is going mm-hmm. on? Yeah, it just never stops. No. <laughs> None of it works. Okay, so I think that means we're ready to talk about what has happened since the show was on TV. Which I'm fascinated by because I don't know any of this. There's not a lot. So Okay. There was a short comic book run. There's a couple video games. There's a lot of toys. I'm sure they're made of plastic, which is kind of ironic. <laughs> Again! <laughs> terrible thinking! <laughs> yeah. Um, and apparently there's been a few efforts to make a movie, but they have not been successful yet. My favorite part of that was that there was a description that one of the movies was going to be darker and post-apocalyptic. And I was like, oh my god, just just go. <laughs> if the movie is anything other than like pure <laughs> camp, then it doesn't deserve to happen. No. No. In last year, in 2017, Captain Planet and Kwame appeared in a special crossover episode of the Cartoon Network series OKKO Let's Be Heroes, which I don't know anything about. But I think I have heard of this, but I have not watched it. So I mean, good for a revival. I guess I I was like, I feel like they want to bring it back. I don't know if that'll happen. The only other thing, perhaps the most endearing legacy, is the Captain Planet Foundation which is an actual nonprofit whose mission is to give the next generation of environmental stewards an active understanding and love for the natural world in which they live. So they basically, like, get kids into nature and doing environmental stuff. That's, like, a real thing? Yeah. I looked up. They have a website. I'm sure whatever their activities are is better than the show, and that's really cute. And now I kind of want to go find them and give them a donation. I'm like, wow, okay, so... (laughs) That's cute. That's nice. And I feel like, like, the impetus for the show is kind of cute. You're like, you want to get kids excited about their environment. Cool. Could you not have done a better job? (laughs) (laughs) Ugh. Agreed. Like, you could come at this from any other way and it would be more interesting. I mean, Scooby-Doo is more interesting, okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just put it out there. Scooby-Doo is a better show. It's just as episodic and you know how it's going to end, but it's more interesting. Yeah. Even if you just had Mother Earth educating kids for 20 minutes, it's fine. It would actually be a better show. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, how many stars would you give Captain Planet, Jess? Um, let's see. I did really like it when I was a kid, but I don't like it anymore. I'm going to go with one and a half because it's trying to do something good. Mm, That's fair. That's (laughs) fair. I'm glad you were fair because I want to make a terrible joke and I give Captain Planet one toxic waste star because I want it to die. (laughs) So tragic. I know. (laughs) It's just a bad cartoon. Literally everything on Animal Planet when I was growing up was better. And I watched a lot of that. I watched all the Wild Discovery stuff. So, like, Big Cat Diaries was my jam. (laughs) Oh, so many good shows. It's true. I feel like this probably just, like, was capitalizing on that fact that it knew we just liked all that stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. But not in a good way. I think they're really cashing in on, like, the standard formula that a lot of the cartoons follow, except they don't fill Mm -hmm. it in with anything. They're just like, they're our hovercraft. You know? I think Captain Planet... (laughs) has created a generation of conspicuous conservationism, which is where you put your solar panels on the side of your house where people can see them, not where they get the best light, or where you tell everyone that you shop at Whole Foods, but you don't actually pay attention to the quality of the goods you're getting. Or you buy a really expensive piece of clothing where you're like, oh, well, it was thrifted, but it was still shipped across the country. You know, like, yeah, that's what Captain Planet in this iteration leads to, is the idea of people going like, I did. 
the right thing, you know, or like they put like low flow toilets in their house, but also like buy acid wash jeans. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you're wrong because I think the oversimplification of all the issues really lends itself to that. Like it doesn't take into account like the whole picture. Yeah. So that plus the simplicity of the show or why I hate it. And now I feel justified. <laughs> Okay, do we have any closing remarks? I mean, if somebody's going to make a better Captain Planet, do it. (laughs) Do it. We actually need that. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Let's do it. I I will say, on like a positive note, I like that there's a foundation for it. That's cute. Yeah, it does make me happy. Yeah, that's nice. Check out the Captain Planet Foundation. Yeah. Don't watch the show. (laughs) This show is produced by us, Kelly and Jess, as part of the Adjective Sphinx Network. The music we use is sung by Kelly and can only be found here. You can find links for more info in the show notes. Find us and our sibling shows on Twitter at AdjectiveSphinx or email us at AdjectiveSphinx at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please rate it on iTunes and leave a review. Thanks for listening!